you didn't. We're back. Did you have any ticks? <laughs> and we're back again. You know, I was thinking the other day, I was listening to another podcast and realizing that other podcasters introduce themselves at the top of their show. And I don't every think time? literally every time, like every episode. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll be like, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm so-and-so and this is the show <laughs> we do. And I was like, wow, that sounds really professional. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should try that sometime. Maybe we should try that sometime. Um, it also helps when they have voices that are really similar of being reminded about whose voice is whose. But you and I don't yeah. have that problem. I don't think. I don't think so either. I don't think our voices are too similar. No, but neither do the people on those shows either. Like nobody, <laughs> like everybody's pretty familiar with the sound of their own voice and they know who they are. So do you really need to know who we are? Do you really care? (laughs) I barely care. (laughs) I mean, we're basically essentially like the same. We're pretty much the same person anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) this is Fairy Tale Fix, a podcast where we talk about fairy tales. Yep. Because they are wacky, they are fun. They are what the fuck did I just read? <laughs> they are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they are so wrong. <laughs> you know, but I really love that we have stories, you know, that were told orally in like the 1200s that we still talk about today. Mm-hmm. We still make movies based on fairy tales today, like even now in the year 2021. In the year of our Lord 2021, we're still talking about this crap. (laughs) Yeah, it's so crazy to me. That's so wild. I always think about Red Riding Hood because, you know, that's one of my favorite fairy tales. First evidence of that story is like in the 1200s from what I've very lightly, loosely read, or maybe I heard. (laughs) I read it on the internet, so you know it's true. (laughs) So you know it must be true. But I mean, I don't know. That sounds about as true as anything else. I, but I also, I, I agree. I think that's one of the, the one of the reasons why people really love this podcast, and then also other fairy tale related content, and mm-hmm. uh, why people keep coming back to these stories over and over and over again because they definitely, you know, have themes that sort of continue to stay relevant and continue to stay interesting. And I think a lot of human beings all over the planet have very similar fears and desires and aspirations and just Mm -hmm. stuff they like to think about and tell stories about. And I think that that's really cool that they are still so common and so appreciated. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's great. And, and there are some that, you know, we never talk about and didn't make it over to Disney (laughs) because they're so stupid. (laughs) Because they're so (laughs) stupid or too, or too good. Too interesting. Oh, yeah. That's true. Too ambiguous. There's a lot of those. Yeah, there's a lot of those, too. I don't know. I was trying to pick my fairy tale last night. And so I read, you know, through a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And 
I really want to read one of these one day, but from our Russian fairy tale book, <laughs> some of them are just so like, they don't even have an ending. It's just like about <laughs> Prince Ivan and he's, he's off in the world and he's doing this and he's doing that. And then he fell asleep on the stove and he's still there today. And I was there and drank mead and it ran down my mustache. <laughs> like they're so fucking weird. I don't understand. I know it's, it's absolutely wild how some of these stories just, it's an epic story. And then it just kind of trails off. Yeah, it's like he's still sleeping there on the stove today. It really has. I kind of am done telling this story now. So <laughs> that's the end, I guess. Because they <laughs> were told by, by drunk people in taverns. I'm telling yes, you. <laughs> absolutely. That is that is the reason, you know? <laughs> they finally got too just drunk to like, finish the story and just trailed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were just making, they were just yes anding each other. About Ivan's great deeds until finally they just, you know, and then, you know, he got drunk and fell asleep and that's the end of the story. I was there. So I know. Yep. There's actually, that was one of the ones I read last night. It was so much fun. I I laughed a lot (laughs) while reading that. I'm not going to tell you that one today because I feel like I just did. That was really everything. (laughs) Prince Ivan went and did great deeds and he fell asleep on a stove. The end. And he's still there today. And I saw him. (laughs) I love that, though. I I love I mean, (laughs) I loved the ending. I don't know if it was a Russian fairy tale or if it was one of the ones from East of the Sun, West of the Moon. Maybe it was Doppelgrim. But I feel like the end of it was like, you know, the they went to a wedding and then the story ends with the narrator going like, and I was there at their wedding, but it kind of sucked for me because I only got a crust of bread and then I had to go home. And that's the end of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those are so fun. And I love I just love that they are like they keep that part of the story in it. Like, I understand why you would take that out and like edit the story and make it like a more whole actual story but i do also right. love reading that it makes me laugh every time <laughs> me too i love it when it's kept in more of the folktale narrative um mm-hmm. where, where there is like a narrator and it's the person who is telling you the story right at this moment or and- like if there's little breaks in between the stories and the narrator's telling you a little bit more mm-hmm. what was that one i can't remember but the narrator was really worried about the protagonist <laughs> Was it east of the sun, west of the moon? I think it was east of the sun, west of the moon again, because the because the narrator tends to be very present mm-hmm. in those stories in that yeah, book. In Norse tales and Russian tales so far. Mm-hmm. Anywhere where it's really cold and kind of dark for good chunks of the year, the narrator is very present and very concerned about the protagonist. <laughs> I mean, that's how I like to tell my stories. Uh, so anything new with you? Do you have any winter plans honestly no i don't not really (laughs) it's it's cold it's dark outside i don't want to leave my house um there's nothing really going on except cold oppressive darkness i guess i'll go see my family for like the christmas break (laughs) do you have you said you have bars nearby you right like that you can walk to yeah there's a couple Find out if they have mold wine or hot toddies and go on a mold wine hot toddy run because that there you go that sounds like winter plans. That could that's like that's that's a winter plan. That's something that is something to do, but it just you know 
Or I could do that in my house where it's warm and I don't have to go outside. But I thought Uh, that was something you liked, the rushing of the outside coldness to like the next warm place. Oh, that's very specifically a New Year's Eve mood. Oh, okay. Not like a regular (laughs) winter thing. That's just... No, it was a regular winter thing that I'm just slogging from my house to whatever warm (laughs) place is closest. Okay. And it's not exactly festive. I'm also feeling dour. So don't, uh, you know, take everything I say with an absolute grain of salt. You can always build a snowman. Does it snow enough where you live to make a snowman? Not in December. Snow snow is very much like a January to March sort of thing. In in like my section of, I don't even know if we're technically if does Maryland even count as the Northeast? My section of the Eastern Seaboard, I guess. Maryland is so weird. Like our weather, our weather is sporadic and mm-hmm. a little all over the place. And I actually kind of like it. I think it's kind of fun. Except except in March. March is as we have mm-hmm. discussed previously, the worst season. All the time, everywhere, forever. You know. It's been super foggy here lately, which is yeah. crazy because it's not usually foggy so early in the year, but it's been like really thick fog and it's very exciting. It's like, it looks super different when every, like, I guess everything looks different when it's foggy. And so I've been forcing Adam to go on fog walks with me <laughs> every time it's fog foggy walks. Out. Cute. Because <laughs> I want to go like, look at it. Mm-hmm. I want to go enjoy the fog because it doesn't happen very often. It's super weird. Totally yeah, random. I, like, I'm surprised weather. to hear that. Um, I'm happy for you, though, because that does sound really pretty. <laughs> I hope um, it goes away before the weekend's over, though, because, you know, driving in fog is not fun. Yeah, much less fun. It's only fun for the fog walks. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's that's what I really like about my neighborhood because <laughs> that's actually really common in – sort of like late fall, early winter mornings mm-hmm. uh, here. Cause I'm also, my house is up in, in sort of a hillier neighborhood. So there's just fog that just kind of settles in lower, lower down from me. Nice. Uh, and it just, it just looks, it just looks beautiful. It is, it is one of the nice things. I'm, it's one of the reasons I'm glad I have a dog because he does make me, he does make it a necessity to leave the house and go appreciate mm-hmm. how pretty it can be outside in the winter, despite the fact that it's cold. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, but what about you? Do you have any fun winter plans? Are you doing anything exciting outside of fog walks? I don't have like a ton of fun winter plans, at least not yet. I'm sure stuff will come up. But I did actually just see Evanescence in concert, which was <gasps> oh my awesome. God, that's right. I saw your Instagram. Yes, that's so cool. I guess it's not like a winter plan, but it was something I was super excited to do. So I feel like I'm good on like my plans for the whole rest of the year because that was Mm -hmm. amazing. It was so much fun. I haven't been to a live concert in forever. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to see them with Hailstorm, which was really cool. That is awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. It was a very long show. They had both of them had like a super long set. Um, So pretty cool. Yeah. And they did a couple of songs together, which was cool. Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I got super excited. That sounds dope. <laughs> Amy Lee sings with uh, Lizzie Hale for Break In, which is a Hailstorm song. Okay. And then they did a cover during Evanescence's set. They did a cover of Linkin Park's Heavy <gasps> together, which was awesome. What? Yeah. I want to go. <laughs> 
You should. I, they're probably going to be on the East Coast at some point. I think they already did the East Coast. Yeah, it was amazing. Evanescence is my favorite band of all time ever. And it was so cool to see them live again. And I got like really good seats. We did it old person style. So like I got really close like seated seats so I didn't have to stand around a bunch of strangers. Nice. <laughs> okay. So you also kind of felt like a little safer. Yeah, yeah. And the venue was really cool. Like, uh, you know, we had to show our vaccination card to get in. We all had to wear masks. Uh, so everybody's really safe about it. Nobody was throwing a fit. Like, it was awesome. Oh, my God. They're going to be in Pittsburgh on December 14th. There you go. You should Which, totally go. Oh, my God. Then I can just it like, was a see, great my, show. I can see my parents and go. Oh, my God. I'm considering it. I'll have, But I'll think about it later. I'll think about it offline. <laughs> But it was great. I loved, uh, I, you know, I like, I, I love live music and I just missed it. I hadn't been to a big concert in forever. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm really excited because December, a lot of cool bands come out and do shows like in my hometown anyway. So that'll be exciting. That's true. So Kelsey, right. I have mm-hmm. a confession to make. I'm not yes. a good person like you. <laughs> I uh, did not spend a lot of time yesterday looking at potential stories that I could do for our show today. Oh, yeah? Um, (laughs) Nope. Nope. I actually forgot that I hadn't actually picked anything until I was setting up my recording booth, uh, you know, 20 minutes ago (laughs) 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 before we started talking. So um, I'm going to do a blind reading today, I guess, because I don't (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to give you a choice. Oh, Okay. You may choose either a reading from the first edition Brothers Grimm or from Ruth Manning Sanders's A Book of Magic Animals. Oh, my gosh. I feel like if I go with the magic animals, there's more chance of it being like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) No, I love all the Brothers Brothers Grimm ones too. But yeah, I'm going to have to go with magic animals. Dope. I'm really excited. I'm glad you picked this one. Which, uh, thanks again to Chris Otto for donating these books to us. You are the best. You are the best. You are our favorite. We adore these books so much. We do. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Okay. We've got like 11 books in here. Oh, you know what? Um, It's wintertime and there is a story called Bull's Winter House in here and I'm just going to read that. Yeah, I love it. Bull's Winter House. Bull's Winter House. All right. Are you going to make predictions in that case? Hell yes, I am, because I have no idea what Bull's Winter House is about. And is it Bull, obviously, like the animal, right? Like It's, B, it's, bull, it's B-U-L-L apostrophe S. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's possessive. Yeah. Um, Bull's Winter House. So um, we each get three predictions, since neither of us have heard this story. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> I already have a prediction, though. I'm so excited. Oh, you do? Okay, you go first. Fine, I will. Uh, I'm predicting that the bull is the protagonist. Okay. I'm also going to predict that the bull's winter house is a temporary house. He. Do you mean like a seasonal place? Yeah, it's like a seasonal place for other wayward animals. (laughs) I love that. I have something very specific in mind. Okay, that's fun. And I also want to predict that there's going to be like elves or trolls in the story. Okay. Oh, does it say what country it's from? Russia. Russia. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Isn't it, I know. I'm all, I'm really well, excited. Now, about it. now I kind of want to 
take back the elves and trolls thing. Hmm. Hmm. No, I'm keeping it. Okay. Those are my three predictions. That the bull is the protagonist. That the house is a seasonal house for wayward animals. (laughs) That sounds really cute. And there are elves and or trolls involved in the story somehow. I'm going to predict that Bull's winter house is that it's not um, actually like a house or a, or like a barn or whatever for animals. I'm going to predict that Bull's winter house is like a palace. I'm going to predict that the bull in question is like this more of a mythological bull than an actual bull, if that makes any <laughs> sense. Like it's a. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> But you know, you know what bull. I mean? Like I'm, I'm predicting, oh, okay, fine. I'm going to get more specific. The bull <laughs> is actual, it's a, he's kind of like the polar bear from East of the Sun, West of the Moon. The bull is actually a prince in, Ooh. that has been transformed into a bull somehow. And bull's winter house is his palace. Okay, perfect. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I know. I'm really hoping that I'm right. <laughs> Cause that sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a really fun story. Um, And the protagonist is going to be a beautiful young maiden. I'm really making a lot of East of the Sun, West of the Moon style predictions on this That's one. okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> also, I feel like if anybody ever needs help coming up with book ideas, if you're a writer or know a writer that needs help coming up with ideas, I feel like we have a lot. <laughs> we have so many. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, fact- just made up, I just made up a whole story myself just now, like... While making these predictions, and I want to read that story a little bit. And I feel like we do that a lot with our predictions. (laughs) Like, we'll get one idea about what this story is going to be based on the title, and then we'll basically write all of our predictions based on that story that we already (laughs) have in our minds. Which is a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. We always get disappointed. So (laughs) someone should write these stories for us. We also okay. just were talking yesterday about how we start, we tried to write a book before about a yep. werewolf who accidentally bites a Taylor Swift-esque pop star. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have to like hide it. And then they have to figure <laughs> they out have how to hide, hide the it. the fact that this pop star is a werewolf. Is a werewolf now, even though she's super <laughs> fucking famous. Um, I still really want to read that book. I don't think I we're do. ever going to finish it. If someone else wants to take that idea and finish that book, please do and let us know. <laughs> yeah, because... We wrote, I think, the first, like, couple of chapters that are very short. It's very, like, I mean, we're not – well, I'm not a great writer. Abby's – Yes, you are. Abby's so talented. <laughs> your your chapter your, – your, like, prologue where – like, Kelsey wrote this incredible – this is such a tangent off of getting this story started. But Kelsey wrote this incredible prologue of a man stalking <laughs> this teenage girl into a dark alleyway because he thinks he's going to, like – mug her or whatever and then mm-hmm. he gets too close and then she turns around and she turns into a werewolf and she eats him and kelsey wrote that and it was incredible my favorite part was that she was i i don't know why i think i drew i think i had a dream about this she was like really pissed off that sh- she had to turn into a werewolf to kill him because it ruined her freshly painted nails <laughs> yes yes i like that part was so fun too it's like she killed like she turns her hand into a werewolf Claw uh-huh. hand and like rips his heart out, and she's and then like gets three pissed. coats, three <laughs> coats, dude, three coats. Oh, and then she eats him. <laughs> so uh, I think you're a brilliant writer who is an actual genius. <laughs> it was just the very first plot. You came up with the rest of the plot, and I want to actually read that whole book. Anyway, 
We'll do it. Well, you know, we won't, but we'll t- we'll keep talking about it. <laughs> if you're a writer and need ideas, <laughs> let us know. Anyway, we have great we'll ideas. Workshop it. <laughs> we'll workshop the plot with you, and you can just actually fill it in. So perfect. Okay. Okay. I'm so excited. Me too. Bull's Winter House, but it's in Bulls. it's in the singular possessive. So Bull's Winter House. I'm so stoked for this. Me too. God damn it. I think you're going to be right. Just reading <gasps> yes! the first paragraph. <laughs> Once upon a time, bull, ram, pig, cat, and cock went on their travels together. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> God damn it. RMS, why? <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Okay. Wait, wait, will you say it again? I want to hear the other animals. Everything else. No, just say chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Just, it's a rooster. Everything else left my brain as soon as you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time, bull, ram, pig, cat, and rooster went on their travels together. Oh, that's so cute. I know. It's super adorable. They came into a forest and there they spent the summer very happily. They found plenty of food. Bull and ram ate grass, cat caught mice, rooster picked up insects and plant seeds. Pig ate up everything and anything. Hell yeah. Then came autumn. The wind blew and the rain fell. Bull said to ram, brother ram, after autumn comes winter and with winter comes snow and ice, it will be very cold, cold enough to freeze us. Come, let us build a house together. It's so cute. I love the story already. It's very wholesome so far. I like Mm -hmm. this. But Ram said, I shan't freeze. I have a thick woolly coat. I shall run about and jump about and keep warm. Why should I help you build a house? Oh, that's rude. Super rude. I wish you could change predictions mid-story because now I feel like this is going to be a morality parable about why you should help people even though it doesn't immediately benefit you. Mm Mm-hmm. So, new prediction. (laughs) New prediction. (laughs) It's too late. We're in it now. No, yeah, too late because that's obviously (laughs) where this is going. So, Bull went to Pig. Brother Pig, winter is coming with snow and ice. Let us build a house together lest we freeze. But Pig said, no, I'm not going to build a house. I shall dig a deep hole in the ground. When the snow comes, I shall hide away in my hole and wait for summer. Do pigs do that? I don't Do, know. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think so. I don't think pigs are burrowing animals. I Well, I already have this suspicion that they're all going to want to use Bull's winter house. What? And then he's what? not going to let them because they didn't help him build it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Bull went to Rooster. Brother Rooster, let us build a house to live in when the winter comes. But Rooster said, what do I want with a house? When winter comes, I shall perch in a holly tree. No, he won't. The berries will feed me. The leaves will shelter me. Oh, I shall be snug enough. You're in. You perch nowhere. These well, fools. Mean, they, okay. Well, you know, they all, they've all got plans, though. So. Yeah. Dumb ones <laughs> that aren't real. Well, I don't know why. Why does the bull need help? Why can't, I don't know. It seems like they've all got their own thing going on. Sometimes you have to set boundaries. 
what I do. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go on. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's fair enough. <laughs> we haven't heard the rest of the story yet before we make judgments. We're not even a page in yet. <laughs> so Bull went to Cat. Brother Cat, winter is coming. Let us build a house together lest we freeze. But Cat said, bother your house. I know how to keep warm. I shall curl up under Rooster's holly tree and wrap my tail around my nose. Nah. Okay, then. That's cute. I don't know. You're going to get cold real soon. I bet. I bet that's what happens. Cats always try to come inside as soon as it gets cold out. <laughs> I thought the cat was going to say, I'm going to find a dumb human to <laughs> let, like take care of me. Honestly, that is a more, that is a more <laughs> strategic winter plan, I think, mm-hmm. for a cat. Yep. She's like, do you realize how cute I am and how many dumb humans will put out a bowl of milk and let me sleep by their fire? Uh-huh. Like, for nothing. Okay, so no, not one of them would help Bull build a house. So he had to build it all by himself. He chose a dry place. He got logs. He built up walls. He made a roof. He stuffed the chinks between the logs with moss. He went to town and bought a stove and a lot of food. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. The idea of a bull buying a stove. They, this must be an alternate universe where talking animals are just normal are and humans, just a part yeah. of the landscape. Yeah. Like in Cats Don't Dance. <laughs> Why did I think of that movie? That movie? I love yeah. Oof. I love that movie. <laughs> the movie gave me nightmares. That was a creepy oh, one sure. for me. Absolutely. I'm imagining more Zootopia since there are so many. Oh, right. But <laughs> I was thinking more specifically of like animals, talking animals who live alongside humans. Because oh. that—that's the cat. That's the cats don't dance scenario. I don't um, remember that part. You talking don't... animals live alongside each other. I haven't seen that movie in a really long time because, as I mentioned, that it gave me like weird nightmares. I didn't like that movie when. I, oh, it's the little girl. That's why. Oh my god, it was I'm the little at girl. Now. <laughs> yeah, she's creepy as hell. I just googled um, it. No, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, she's she's a creepster. That little <laughs> that little girl. <laughs> And not how many how many pages is the story? Sorry, I'm. We should go. Let's just stop being so tangential. It's it's actually it's like two more pages. Okay, we're fine. We're good. It's not super long. Anyway, this is going to be a tangent heavy episode. It's fine. It is. I'm sorry. I'm feeling loosey goosey today. (laughs) (laughs) So he went to town. He bought a stove and a lot of food. He gathered a great pile of firewood. He worked hard, and when winter came, the house was finished. Bull went into the house, shut the door, and made a roaring fire in the stove. And as can be predicted, outside the wind was wailing, the snow was falling, and all the trees were covered with white. Mm-hmm. But Bull sat by his fire. He was warm and cozy. Cute. Super cute. Good for Bull. Imagine him with a little mug of tea, reading mm-hmm. a book. Oh, that's also precious. <laughs> In the forest, Ram was running here, running there, shaking the snow off of his woolly coat. But as fast as he shook snow off his coat, more snow fell onto it. Mm-hmm. Crazy. The snow was in his eyes, in his nose, in his mouth. His horns were white with it. His woolly coat couldn't keep him warm. He ran to Bull's house and banged on the door. <laughs> bull, Bull, let me in before I freeze to death. I mean... I'm so excited to see what Bull says. Me too. Okay. So Bull opens the door just to crack. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Woo! In rushed the wind. In whirled the snow. Brother Ram, what is this? You said you were going to run about and keep warm in your woolly coat. 
no, I won't let you into my house because you wouldn't <laughs> help me build it. Patty, Patty, so I'm kind of here for it though. <laughs> as you said, you have to build boundaries. And when people won't help you work on a thing and then want mm-hmm. to use the thing yeah. after you work so hard on it, like, you know, you're allowed to say no. Creating boundaries goes both ways. It sure does. <laughs> if you'd helped him build the house, you can use the house. Yep. Oh, I love damn it. Bull. Oh my gosh. Never never mind. Uh Bull has bad boundaries. Because after he <laughs> says that to Ram, uh Ram says, Then I shall die. I shall die on your doorstep. Is that what you want? <laughs> and Bull immediately caves. He goes, Aww. Oh, okay, come in. That's because Bull is the best. Yeah, I guess this is going to be a story about how Bull is still really nice. Good. Good buddy. (laughs) That's a good friend. Bull flung the door wide, Ram ran in, and lay down by the fire. Bull slammed the door, and the wind went on its way, whirling the clouds of falling snow up and down and round and round. Pig had dug a hole in the ground and crept into it, as apparently pigs do. Mm Mm-hmm. But the snow was blocking up the mouth of the hole. Pig was shoveling the snow away with his snout. But as he shoveled one heap away, another heap piled in because snow. Pig was Mm -hmm. gasping and wheezing. I shall be suffocated in here very soon, he thought. And he struggled out of his hole and ran squealing to Bull's house. (laughs) Bull, Bull, let me in before I die. And Bull opened the door just a crack. (laughs) I love that. Me too. Just like one eye peering suspiciously yeah. out. Like, <laughs> what, Brother Pig? I thought you wanted to spend the winter lying in a cold hole in the ground. No, I won't let you into my house because you didn't help build it. Then I must lie down and die on your doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic. So dramatic. <laughs> I'm actually like casting these characters in my head a little bit as you're reading oh, boy. this. Who's who is brother who is Brother Pig? I don't have one for Pig yet, but I was imagining Ram as Aziz Ansari. <laughs> I think that's really funny. <laughs> like the sprightly little critter that just jumps on over the rocks. I'm gonna die. I'm like, gonna die. Oh, all no. whiny and stuff. <laughs> I mean my hot chalky. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe these are all just... No, I'm sorry. These are all Parks and Rec characters. Bull is Ron Swanson. Oh. (laughs) And obviously Tom is the first one to break. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. I love this so much. I love this. This is now a Parks and Rec fan fiction Mm -hmm. where everyone's an animal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. I love it. Okay. So... You know, Ram is Tom, the bull is Ron, Pig is probably Jerry. Like I was thinking Jerry. Yeah. But I mean, but or is Gary. that is that just because is that just because they fat shame him a lot and Pig is like Oh, maybe. So maybe it's deeply uncool, but that is who I thought of first. So we're gonna we're gonna stick with it. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, obviously right. I was gonna have Donna as the cat. Obviously, I mean, Donna has to be the cat. And then Leslie has to be in there somewhere. We'll figure it out. Maybe Leslie's the rooster. (laughs) We're going to keep the name. Sorry, that was a longer, that was a long tangent of Parks and Rec fan casting for this Parks and Rec fan fiction that I'm reading. I feel Um, like that's that's fair, though. I like it. 
So Pig is super dramatic and uh, claims that he's going to lie down and die on his doorstep. Maybe Pig can be Andy, actually. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, because he lived in the hole and Andy lived in the ditch. Andy literally (laughs) did live in a ditch. Um, So we're going to go ahead and say that Pig is Andy. We're moving on. Pig uh, also gets to come in because Bull Bull slash Ron is a real softie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bull opens the door wider. Pig staggers in and lays down in front of the fire beside Ram. Bull slams the door, brushes the snow off Pig's bristly back, and says, My floor will be in a puddle soon. Aww. Rooster sat perched in a holly tree. The outside branches of the tree were heavy with snow, and the wind tossed them up and down, and this way and that way. Icicles hung from the inside branches and tinkled as the wind blew. An icicle hung from each of Rooster's yellow feet. His feet were numb. He couldn't hold on to the frozen branch. He tumbled head over heels out of the holly tree, pecked the icicles off his feet, and ran to Bull's house. Bull, Bull, let me in. Oh, go away, Brother Rooster. Why aren't you (laughs) sitting safe and snug in your holly tree? It wasn't safe. It wasn't snug. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Their plans are not working out. Their plans were bad. Mm -hmm. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> Bull is the only one who is thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't help me build my house, so why should I let you in? If you don't let me in, I shall die here on your doorstep. Okay. <laughs> Come in. <laughs> Bull opened the door a crack and Rooster rushed in and lay down in front of the fire beside Ram and Pig. Mm-hmm. Aww. Cat was crouched under Cox. Cat was crouched under Rooster's holly tree. I can't do it. Like it's just it's impossible. <laughs> he had his tail wrapped over his nose, but he couldn't keep warm. The ground was frozen hard, and the wind-blown snow was driving in under the tree. Soon, Cat would be buried in it. He gave a leap, scattered the snow, and ran yowling to Bull's house. Bull, Bull, open the door. Let me in. What, brother Cat? Is that you? Go and keep warm with your tail over your nose. You who wouldn't help me build my house. No, I won't open the door. Mm -hmm. Then I shall die on your doorstep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. Come in. Really laying it on thick. Just laying it on thick out there, except except the fact that he probably... I don't know. It does sound like they might actually die, though. I mean, it's super cold. They absolutely (laughs) would die out there. I think Bull's just having a little fun with them. Hell yeah. So Bull opened the door. Cat leaps inside. Bull slams the door behind him and Cat clambers on top of the stove and lays there shivering. Bull piles wood on the fire. He was really kind. He had a barrel of ale in his house and plenty of food. He handed around the food, meat for cat, nuts and potatoes for pig, corn for rooster, hay and bread for ram and himself, and ale for everyone. They ate, they drank, and they were warm and happy. Super sweet. That is so sweet. I love that Bull also had like all of their favorite food ready to go. Like he knew. He knew knew they were going to (laughs) come. He absolutely did. Like he, like this shows me that he was prepared. He was just messing with them. He's like, oh, but aren't you like all safe and snug in your little holly tree? Are you sure you need to come in? I thought you were going to be fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Bull is the dad friend. I love that. Me too. 
Okay, so night comes and Bull damps down the fire and they settle themselves into sleep. Cat on the stove, pig on the hearth, ram in one corner, bull in another, and rooster on a beam. Out in the forest, though, deep in the snow, oh, hell yeah, seven hungry wolves were running <gasps> and howling. Honestly, I thought the story was over. So this is nope. like... <laughs> There's, it's gonna, it's apparently not. I also thought that like, before I turned the page, I thought that was the end of the story, but it is not. Twists and turns. So seven hungry wolves were running and howling. They saw a tiny red flicker of light among the trees. What could it be? They came bounding. Ooh, it's a little house. Perhaps there's something to eat in the house. But Mm -hmm. then also, perhaps danger. So they decide to investigate. They prowl around the house in the dark, sniffing and licking their lips. Shall we venture in or shall we not? Well, let one of us go in and see how the land lies. Yes, but which one? Ooh, I love this name. Gritty Gray here is the younger of us and the swiftest on his feet. Let him go in. Wow, okay. I love that the wolf has a name. What was and it? like none of the other animals do. Gritty Gray. Gritty Gray. Gritty Gray. Gritty Gray. He sounds well, like a gr- tough wolf. <laughs> like <laughs> He's not. From what I can see in the next paragraph. (laughs) Gritty Gray doesn't much like this idea. (laughs) But it is six to one and he must do as he's told because he's the youngest and that makes sense. Gritty Gray sounds like the oldest wolf that's like seen some shit. I feel like this wolf needs a different name. (laughs) I feel like if you're naming it Wolf Gritty Gray, that's, you know, that's a grizzled old man you're talking about. Uh Uh-huh. His fellow wolves hustle him to the door. He opens it and creeps in. And what happens? Bull leaps up, catches Gritty Gray on his horns and tosses him across to Ram. Ram leaps up, catches him on his horn and tosses him back to Bull. Cat leaps down from the stove and claws his face. Pig leaps up and catches him by the tail. Rooster runs along the beam, cackling and crowing. Check him up here. I'll tear him in two. (laughs) Damn. What the fuck? (laughs) I like how this is taking a very violent turn. A really sudden turn. It was so wholesome. Up it was very wholesome morning. and very like red hen and like her bread or whatever. Like yes, <laughs> this was this was a really sweet. I guess it's still sweet because they're all defending each other. But also they're like, damn, together. can a wolf not get mo- can a wolf not get some food around here? <laughs> he didn't help build the house either, but Bull can still probably spare some meat. <laughs> The whole violent scene finishes off with Rooster wanting to, like, tear the wolf in two with his claws. (laughs) Bull catches him on his horns again and tosses him against the door. The door flies open and Gritty Gray rushes out, galloping away over the snow among the trees, and the six other wolves go galloping after him. There's actually an illustration of Gritty Gray getting tossed out of the house. (laughs) Can you see that at all? <laughs> yes, that's so funny. It's just this cute little log cabin and this wolf just getting like thrown out of the door. <laughs> so Gritty Gray and the wolves take off and by and by they all sit down panting. What happened, Gritty? What happened? 
Oh, terrible, terrible things, cried Gritty Gray. Scarcely had I got inside the door when a man with a pitchfork tossed me up against the wall, where there was another man with a pitchfork who tossed me in front of the stove, where an old woman sat sewing. At least I think it was an old woman, but I couldn't really see. But whoever it was thrust pins and needles into my face and nearly scratched my eyes out. And then the devil himself came stamping across the floor and caught me by the tail. And all the time, a little imp sat up on a beam shrinking chuck him up here and i'll tear him in two (laughs) (laughs) and then the first man with the pitchfork gave me another toss to fling me up to the imp but i fell against the door and the door flew open and that saved my life but oh it was touch and go (laughs) (laughs) everyone in the story is so dramatic this is so dramatic i love it but to be fair this did happen to him (laughs) That's true. I do have to say, Greedy Gray and the Wolves sounds like a bomb band name. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like a, like a, a super cool, name. like classic rock cover band. Gritty Gray, Gritty Gray and, and the, the Wolves. wolves. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So he finishes telling his story and then says, and catch me ever going near that house again. Mm-hmm. Catch any of us going near it, cried the other six wolves. <laughs> And they scuttled away farther into the forest, kicking up the snow with their rushing feet. So after that, Bull and Ram and Pig and Rooster and Cat spent a peaceful winter keeping warm in Bull's house and gobbling up all of Bull's store of food. He was a good-natured old fellow, was Bull. The end. (laughs) Aww. Yay! Good job. That was a great story. I love that story. so fun. That's so adorable. (laughs) Oh, man. That was super cute. I absolutely loved that. Me too. (laughs) I like how it's so wholesome and then has to take such a violent turn. Oh, my God. A surprisingly violent turn where they have a peaceful night. They're all full and warm and sleepy. Mm -hmm. Then they beat up a wolf. (laughs) And then they go back to being peaceful and happy and warm and sleepy. (laughs) Throw them up here. I'll turn them in two. I'll turn them in two. I like that, of course, that would be coming in from the rooster. Obviously, yeah. Really, like, all crow. All crow and no mm-hmm. bite or something. It, <laughs> it definitely had to have that. It was a Russian fairy tale after all. Absolutely. All right. Well, you you got no points. No points for me. Definitely a point. Definitely two points for you. I think I got two. You got two uh, on that one. Seasonal House for Wayward Animals. I mean, it didn't, like... Yeah, it didn't start off that way, but I think that's that's where it ended up. Oh man, that was so cute. Um, I do have a fix for it. Uh huh. Let's hear. There it. are no ladies in this story, and I mm-hmm. think that that's a problem. Um, representation yeah. matters. Uh, we should definitely definitely be at least attempting to pass like some variety of the Bechtel test uh, in every story. So two of the animals need to be, need to have a gender change. Doesn't even have to be to women, but Mm -hmm. they can't just all be dudes. Yeah. I hear that. I don't know. I was kind of just thinking like whenever there's stories, especially in fairy tales like that, where it's just a bunch of animal characters, I feel like it's really just like a, for me, that's almost like gender neutral. Like they just threw in a a pronoun, <laughs> you know, like for sure. I guess that it just it rankles that the pronoun is always he him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's brother like, you know, like brother rooster, brother cat. Like, yeah. you know, so, you know, like 
let's get let's get some <laughs> let's get some sisters in there and uh <laughs> that's my only fix though yeah i love that that's a great fix thank you <laughs> thanks so much Although with our Parks and Rec casting, I do feel like Leslie yeah. wouldn't have been any of the animals because she nope. definitely – she would have been the animal that was like on the side, like a little bird helping, like absolutely helping. She was – it was actually her idea to come up with this winter house and she told absolutely. Bull to build it. <laughs> you know what? Maybe Leslie was Bull the whole time because it because right. Bull was asking for help. Building mm-hmm. the thing and was thoughtful enough to provide all of everyone's favorite foods. Yeah, I think Bull was actually Leslie. I don't think Ron was in this story. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just needed more characters. Ron was a rooster who thought that he could get away with like being alone in his tree all winter long. Yes. And then okay. needed to come inside. Just switch those two castings. I love just that. switch those two perfect. castings. Perfect. Unfortunately, I think April was April's probably the wolf who decided to fuck around and found out. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. I like it. (laughs) And her friends, like her weird friend. I can't remember his name. The super weird goth one. Oh, the super weird goth one (laughs) (laughs) that everybody's scared of. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ooh, or um, uh, who's who's like Ron's ex-wife who works at the library? Tammy. Tammy. Obviously, the librarian would be one of the wolves. Obviously, because <laughs> librarians are evil, according to that show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love librarians in real life, so. <laughs> what was just, the, what she called them? Like, book jockeys? Book, book jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> Swindling book jockeys or something. something like I love it. That was really fun. I would definitely watch the cartoon version of that, and I would you like know, all of the so Parks cute. and Rec cast to voice them, please. Yes, Thanks. please. Yes, please. I don't have any fixes. I mean, I think your fix was perfect. Cool. It's really the fix that it needed, just a little more diversity. Mm -hmm. Which, if we're going by Parks and Rec character casting, then fine. We fixed it. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Other than that, no notes. That was a lot of fun. That was really fun. That was super cute. That was wholesome, randomly violent, and then back to wholesome. (laughs) Yeah, I love the idea of like all these animals living together in their little winter house drinking ale. Like that's so cute. So cute. Love it. What story are you telling me today? I have a fun one for you. It made me laugh a lot. It is called The Three Ants. The Three Aunts collected by Asbjornsson and Mo. Oh, great. Okay. From East of the Sun, West of the Moon. Okay. And it's A-U-N-T or A-N-T? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The three aunts. The three aunts. Oh, my. Since we've been we've been really tapping into our rich auntie energy lately. Yes. That really <laughs> called out to me. I'm very excited. Okay. <laughs> so the three aunts are all related to each other. None of them have any children of their own. They're all spinsters. Okay. This is a story about how they give a child a mysterious quest. Okay. Give a child a mysterious quest. As ants do. As ants do. (laughs) Uh, My aunts have given me many mysterious quests. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say my aunt has given me any mysterious quests, but she really should. (laughs) She should. She should get on it. It is the duty of an auntie. (laughs) Absolutely. It's to provide mysterious quests. (laughs) (laughs) She's giving me lots of other things, though, so. 
Lots of love. (laughs) (laughs) And without further ado, this is The Three Aunts. Once upon a time, there was a poor man who lived in a hut far away in the wood and got his living by shooting. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, this is like a Asbjörnsen and Mo story. So the wording is a little bit wonky at times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> shooting. I mean, do, do they mean hunting? Like, is that? Yeah, he's a hunter. Okay. Right. <laughs> so he had an only daughter who was very pretty, of course. And she had lost her mother when she was a child. And now, half grown up, she said she would go out into the world to earn her bread. Well, Lassie, said the father, true enough, you have learned nothing here but how to pluck birds and roast them. But still, you may as well try to earn your bread. So the girl went off to seek a place. And when she had gone a little while, she came to a palace. There she stayed and got a place, and the queen liked her so well that all the other maids got envious of her. Uh-oh. ruh <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So they made up their minds to tell the queen how the lassie said she was good to spin a pound of flax in four and twenty hours. So I'm assuming Is that, that difficult? 20- <laughs> I think that means 24 hours, right? Like a day? Yeah, yeah. Four and, four and twenty is, tw- is yeah, Four and hours. twenty hours. <laughs> and that's hard i'm guessing i know nothing about spinning anything i I don't either i'm with this maiden and she's like super scared so yeah i think that is very difficult (laughs) okay that must be difficult (laughs) (laughs) and you must know that the queen was a great housewife and thought much of good work have you said this then you shall do it said the queen but you may have little longer time if you choose which is really sweet The queen sounds reasonable. Like, the queen sounds great. She does sound great. But the poor lassie dared not say she had never spun in all of her life. She's still really scared. Maybe she's trying to, like, impress her. Mm -hmm. And she only begged for a room to herself. That she got. And the wheel and the flax were brought up to her. There she sat sad and weeping and knew not how to help herself. She pulled the wheel this way and that and twisted and turned it about, but she made a poor hand of it for she had never seen a spinning wheel in her life. I'm totally imagining like when you go to a gym and you don't know how to use the machine. You're just moving things around. Except with the added pressure of your boss wanted you to do this thing, but Mm -hmm. you don't know how. And so you just start, but you said you'd do it anyway because, you know, (laughs) That's your like, your that's yeah, your job. I can totally do this. I can totally know how to do this, but you really don't. And so you just mm-hmm. sit there crying in frustration Aww. for like, I haven't done this. That's not speaking from personal experience <laughs> at all. <laughs> the story is super relatable. Super relatable. Also, <laughs> I just want to point out that when the but that when the ruler asking the impossible task in question is a queen instead of a king, she does not threaten her employee with death if they don't yep. accomplish it. Uh huh. In yes. fact, I bet she could have told the queen she didn't know how, and she might have been a little disappointed. But I like, don't think oh, she would have like bummer. But she wouldn't have like her. had her executed. And if so you I'm can't, just, then you die. <laughs> I under I know that that's like the bare minimum, but <laughs> but apparently that's a really rough bar for fairy tale rulers to clear. So I'm really mm-hmm. happy. I'm very happy with this queen. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that about this story for sure. So she's in the room and she's trying to figure out the spinning wheel, but she just can't figure it out. And she's crying and so sad. And all at once, as she sat there, in came an old woman. 
"'What ails you, child?' she said. "'Ah,' said the lassie with a deep sigh. "'It's no good to tell you, for you'll never be able to help me.'" I feel like an old woman is exactly the person who can help teach you how to spin flax into something. (laughs) And also, why is she going into her room randomly? But whatever. (laughs) (laughs) She's an old woman. She goes where she wants to. Yeah, She's, she's, she's chill. She's got this. Maybe I know how to help you after all. The lassie thought to herself, I may as well tell her. So she told her how her fellow servants have given out that she was good to spin a pound of flax in four and twenty hours. And here am I, wretch that I am, shut up to spin all the heap in a day and a night. And I have never seen a spinning wheel in all my born days. Poor sweet summer child. Oh, my poor girl. <laughs> sweet well, baby. <laughs> hmm Well, never mind, child, said the old woman. If you'll call me aunt on the happiest day of your life, I'll spin this flax for you. And so you may just go away and lie down to sleep. Because she's the fucking best. She is the best auntie ever. Mm -hmm. Well, the lassie was willing enough and off she went and lay down to sleep. The next morning when she awoke, there lay all the flax spun on the table, and that so clean and fine no one had ever seen such even and pretty yarn. The queen was very glad to get such nice yarn, and she set greater store by the lassie than ever. Okay. She's she's super happy. Excellent. (laughs) Yeah, she's like translation, she's really pleased. (laughs) Good work. (laughs) But good job. The other maids, of course, were still more envious and agreed to tell the queen how the lassie had said she was good to weave all the yarn she had spun in four and twenty hours. So the queen said again, as she had said it, she must do it. But if she couldn't quite finish it in four and twenty hours, she wouldn't be too hard upon her. She might have a little more time. Yeah, right? She's a, you know, that's pretty good. They're like trying That's, to mess with her, but the queen's actually pretty chill. She's pretty chill, and she's actually kind of a better boss than some that I've had. <laughs> <laughs> well, this time, too, the lassie dared dared not say no, but begged for a room to herself and that she would try. And there she sat again, because she doesn't know how to be honest, sobbing and crying and not knowing which way to turn, when another old woman came in and said, What ails you, child? At first, the lassie wouldn't say, but at last she told her the whole story of her grief. Well, well, said the old wife. Never mind. If you'll call me aunt on the happiest day of your life, I'll weave this yarn for you so that you may just be off and lie down to sleep because she's the fucking best. Mm, Oh, that's so sweet. The story is so wholesome so far. I'm really happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, the lassie. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just thinking about the end. It's making me laugh. Oh, God. Something (laughs) awful is going to happen, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) yes the lassie was willing enough so she went away and lay down to sleep when she awoke there lay the piece of linen on the table woven so neat and close no woof could be better and it says woof no woof w-o-o-f i didn't look it up i don't know what that means but that makes me laugh i i'm assuming that's a person that weaves no woof could be better yeah or like no bolt of cloth i guess could be better oh yeah okay that makes more sense (laughs) go on you know context clues we get it (laughs) so the lassie took the piece and ran down to the queen who's very glad to get such beautiful linen and set greater store than ever by the lassie 
I love that they call her Lassie. Like, the Lassie. That's very cute. Yeah. As for the others, they grew still more bitter against her and thought of nothing but of how to find out something to tell about her. Let it go. You I do know, not geez. need this workplace drama. Toxic workplace. That's a toxic workplace. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been there. Mm-hmm. At last, they told the queen the lassie had said she was good to make up the piece of linen into shirts in four and twenty hours. Well, all happened as before. The lassie dare not say she couldn't sew. So when she was shut up again in a room by herself, there she sat in tears and grief. But then another old wife came who said she would sew the shirts for her if she could call her aunt on the happiest day of her life. So the lassie was only too glad to do this and said she did as the old wife told her and went and lay down to sleep. <laughs> One. Okay. Say that last part. All right. <laughs> this this uh, book makes me stumble over my tongue. Mm-hmm. I can literally feel my tongue tripping over like <laughs> like the sentence structure is just not how we talk anymore. So it just mm-hmm. it gets confusing. The lassie was only too glad to do this. And then she did as the old wife told her and went and lay down to sleep. The next morning when she woke, she found the piece of linen made up into shirts which lay on the table and such beautiful work no one had ever set eyes on. And more than that, the shirts were all marked and ready for wear. So when nice. the queen saw the work, I know these old women like know what they're doing. They're great at this. Mm-hmm. And all she has to do is call them aunt, huh? Like on her wedding day or something like that, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Like happiest day of your life. That's pretty much code for weddings for yeah. ladies. Oh, and it's coming. It's coming. So- is this going to take a sudden violent turn? Because I both am <laughs> dreading it and also hope so. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. Okay. So when the queen saw the work, she was so glad at the way in which it was sewn that she clapped her hands and said, such sewing I never had nor even saw in all my born days. And after that, she was as fond of the lassie as as her own children. And she said to her, now, if you'd like to have the prince for your husband, you shall have him. What? You never need to hire work women. You can sew and spin and weave all yourself. (laughs) That does not sound good. Because she can't do Mm -hmm. that. Um, But I do love that the queen is impressed enough with her work that she's like, do you want to marry my son? Mm -hmm. Do you want to like, do you like, do you just want to have him? Because you're really good at spinning. (laughs) Yep. She's super cute. I love it. And of course, because the lassie was pretty, the prince was glad to have her and the wedding soon came. But... This is where this is the turn that makes me laugh. (laughs) Excellent. Let's go. Let's hear it. Let's have it. (laughs) But just as the prince was going to sit down with the bride to the bridal feast, in came an ugly old hag with a long nose. I'm sure it was three L's long, which (laughs) by (laughs) there's actually like pictures of this woman and it's like it's so long. Well, and the thing is, is like, remember when I read East of the Sun, West of the Moon, and the Uh prince was whining about how he didn't want to marry the troll princess (laughs) because her nose was three L's long. I'm guessing this is a similar kind of thing. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. By the way, um, three L's is like a measurement in textiles. Oh. Which um, our good friend Aurora actually sent us a really cool um, explanation of Norse mythology and how they use like textiles is actually like a form of Norse sorcery. 
So it's like they use that to talk about fate and magic and stuff like that. Oh, that's really cool. Um, I'm not going to get super deep into it right now, um, but definitely like one L is 1.25 yards long. Okay. Yards so of imagine plot, that not yards of like, yeah. That nose. So, so long. Mm-hmm. That's a long nose. <laughs> okay. Okay. So in came an ugly old hag with a long nose and so got up the bride and made a curtsy and said, good day, auntie. That auntie to my bride, said the prince. Yes, she was. <laughs> well, then she'd better sit down with us to feast, said the prince. But nice. to tell you the truth, both he and the rest thought she was a loathsome woman to have next to you. Which is Don't be so rude. judgy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is super judgy. That's your wife's auntie. And I like how the girl is like, that's your auntie. And she's like, oh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, any, any, any lady that's going to get you out of a bind uh, mm-hmm. is absolutely my auntie. But just then, in came another ugly old hag. She had a back so humped and broad that she had hard work to get through the door. Up jumped the bride in a trice and greeted her with, good day, auntie. Excellent. Love her keeping her promises. mm Mm-hmm. And the prince asked again if that were the bride's aunt. They both said yes. And the prince said, if that were so, she too had better sit down with them to a feast. (laughs) Perfect. Excellent. (laughs) No problem so far. (laughs) But they had scarce taken their seats before another ugly old hag came in with eyes as large as saucers and so red and bleared, t'was gruesome to look at her. Aww. But up jumped the bride again with her, good day, auntie. And her too, the prince asked to sit down. But I can't say he was very glad, for he thought to himself, heaven shield me from such aunties as my bride has. So- <laughs> um, Yeah, heaven's not going to help you here because these ladies are trolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. So when he had sat a while, he could not keep his thoughts to himself any longer, but asked... But how in all the world can my bride, who is such a lovely lassie, have such loathsome, misshapen aunts? Rude. I'll ableism. soon tell Don't you how it. it is, said the first. <laughs> he asked loud enough that the aunts heard him. I like that is so <laughs> rude. <laughs> like this prince is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Rude, shallow, and ableist. I don't like him. So the first auntie says, I was just as good looking when I was her age, but the reason why I've got this long nose is because I was always kept sitting and poking and nodding over my spinning, and so my nose got stretched and stretched until it is as long as you see it now. (laughs) And I, said the second, ever since I was young, I have sat and scuttled backwards and forwards over my loom, and that's how my back got so broad and humped as you see it now. And I, said the third, ever since I was little, I have sat and stared and sewn and sewn and stared night and day. And that's why my eyes have gotten so ugly and red. And now there's no help for them. So, so, said the prince. Twas lucky I came to know this, for if folk can get so ugly and loathsome by all this, then my bride shall neither spin nor weave (laughs) nor sew all her life long. Oh, my God. The end. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
so she gets away with it because her husband is really shallow. Uh huh. And I think you can guess my fix for that. <laughs> Go ahead and tell me anyway. <laughs> Definitely, I would like for the bride to hear this, decide to not marry him, and run away with her aunties and learn how Ab- to sew and weave and fucking lootly. Yes, definitely like, that. Fuck you, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. You know, like you know what? I don't know if I want to be married to somebody this shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, bye. Yep. <laughs> Who like horrible. makes peasants do backbreaking labor until their bodies literally like are mm-hmm. bent out of shape, and then like ignores that so that he can have a pretty wife. Like, <laughs> right? He's also like not worried about how much they work, or like, are you okay? Yeah. But <laughs> or or the the terrible conditions that they were forced <sighs> to work in. Like, no, no, no. Throw the whole man away, right in the garbage. I, I do just love that these like. <laughs> I love that the aunties are like are there for her and they're like, oh, here's why I'm so ugly. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. I love that. I love that. That they really just had her back the whole story long. Yep. Like the the best aunties. Best aunties. I thought I that was love so funny. So cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and also I'm- so horrible. Like just Yeah. There was so much toxicity in that whole kingdom. It was suffocating <laughs> mm-hmm. the only the only night the only cool people are the aunties the mm-hmm. the girl and the queen yep and then i guess the girl is questionable because she i guess still marries this guy <laughs> i mean that's where the story ends maybe she overhears so. that and she's like uh hey. bye yeah you don't know that's what i would like <laughs> maybe she leaves that would be ideal she or should i don't do know that. pulls up the ranks becomes queen and I don't know, inside some really good change. Also <laughs> a solid I choice. I, I, yeah, okay. I'd be into that. <laughs> good fix. I like your fix for it. I don't know if I got any points because it doesn't say whether or not they're related or have kids of their own. Yeah. And they did not give her any mysterious quest. Nope. They didn't. They just showed up and were, we're the awesome. ultimate auntie. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say no points. I'm sorry. That's fine. Nope, that's fair. I think that makes sense. <laughs> uh, that was really fun. The <laughs> stories are so cute. I want more Aspianson and Mo stories. I don't know if this book has all of them, like all of the collected stories. I don't know, but I do. I do really like them. They always end up being really unique and interesting. I mean, not that that was the best story I've ever heard, but I thought it was cute. I don't know. I liked it. That was fun. <laughs> I, I just, I, I like a, st- I like a story about auntie solidarity. Hell yeah! Look at that nose, real fast. <laughs> it's so good. It's a literal like tree <gasps> trunk. It's a cane, pretty much. <laughs> that is a walking stick nose. <laughs> wow. That poor lady. Here's the auntie with the eyes. <laughs> wow. She looks like a character from like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, I could totally see that. Just like that style. All right. I'm going to send the last Amazing. one because why not? Please do. She doesn't look that. She doesn't look weird though. The other ones I get, but she just looks <gasps> like an old lady. Oh, Yeah. Super hunchy. <laughs> Poor old lady. How are you? Related she looks to this really woman? grumpy. 
She's tired. She's worked so fucking hard her whole mm-hmm. life. She deserves to look tired. Yeah. Um, a life of backbreaking labor will do that to a person, you mm-hmm. spoiled brat. <laughs> Whoever made up that story. So like, isn't this a cute story about how she totally like got to live this dream life? Uh, yeah, right. And all hinges no. on her husband being shallow. And her lying about her and talents. Her lying about Taking her credit for other people's. Yep. It's less, it's less cute. It's fine, though. Uh, thank you so much for joining us once again to listen to Fairy Tale Fix and these very adorable, very fun, only slightly problematic stories. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, Stitcher, or any podcast app at all that will let you do that. Um, It's a really nice way to show your support for the show and then also help people decide whether or not they want to give our podcast a try. So we really appreciate it if you do that. Uh, You can also support us by heading over to our Patreon at fairytalefix.cash where you can get extra episodes, merch, books, and other bonus content. And also, you know, keep this show, I almost said on the air as if that's a thing that we do, (laughs) but keep us able to keep making this show. Um, You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at FairytaleFixPod. And also, you know, keep in touch. Email us your favorite fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, uh, information about Norse folktale symbolism, and other such things at info at FairytaleFixPod.com. And so the animated version of Bull's Winter House was voiced by the actors from Parks and Rec, uh, thereby sort of evening out some of the representation issues. And the young maiden saw how horrible the prince was and decided to give credit to the three old women for their hard work and awesomeness, then ran off with her three aunties and learned to spin and weave and sew and became extraordinarily talented. Love it. all lived happily Happily ever ever after. after. The The end. end.